Hey guys, we're so excited that our next drop of merch is finally here. And we are so excited. You guys would have seen some teasers on the gram of the caps and the t-shirts. The hats I have been wearing non-stop and the t-shirts, I mean, see ya. As a side note, we do want to let you know that there is special free shipping Australia-wide. Which means you guys in Oz can get shipping free. The t-shirts this time go up to 3XL, which we love. The hats are $40 and the t-shirts are $55. So way more affordable for you guys. We wanted to make sure that everyone could have the opportunity to get their hands on one. We also have Afterpay available. And also, guys, with all these merch drops, there is limited stock available across all items. Can't wait to see you wearing it. Make sure you get shopping. Get your merch now. Sitwithus.co. We would like to acknowledge the Gadigal peoples of the Eora Nation as the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast and pay our respects to their elders past, present and future. Welcome to Sit With Us, the podcast. I'm Ella. And I'm Dom. And this is your invite to sit with us and chat about all things relationships, reality TV, pop culture, and everything in between. Coming up on this episode. I think the more that we have this conversation and the more that we talk about it and be open and honest, it's only a good thing. We are recording. It's 2023. It's January the 18th in 2023 and we're back. Happy New Year. We're back. We're back, baby. And we've got the bottle of Moe. We've got a bottle of Moe because it kind of just became a thing for us. It's become a thing now and I really feel as though we need to embrace it. And we were actually talking about this on the beach today. We're down in Jarvis Bay recording our first episode of 2023. I said to Ella she'd never been. So when Dom and I first met, guys, she was telling me about Jarvis Bay. She came up here. Did you come here with Jack? No, we you we filmed our honeymoon really close um, though. Like, I feel like I remember yes. you coming here though uh, during or after the show. I escaped to Jarvis Bay just before the show aired last oh, year. Like that's it's pretty right. much this time last year and then I got COVID. <laughs> and then I was like, where are you? Like where is this place? It's so beautiful. It's so nice. I obviously love the beach. Oh, look, I'm not a massive fan of sand, but like I love the ocean and I love being in that environment. Anyway, a year later, here we are. Don wanted me to bring yep. Yeah, she wanted to bring me here and we here and we sun-kissed. We've been tanning. We, we're sun-kissed. <laughs> uh, we're a bit we, crisp. We're hydrated. We we are ice creamed as well. We just got we're we, ice cream. We got some ice cream, and now we've got the moe because we thought, you yeah. know what? We're getting the moe. We we're talking about it on the beach, being like, we thought when we were kids, champagne was like this big extravagant thing. Yeah, and we're like, we're getting the moe. You know, we were at the pub last night. And That's where we were, yeah. and that was husky the pub. pub. We're at husky pub, and I was getting a glass of uh, champagne, and I was like, it, it wasn't really nice, like. Not coming for you, Huskin Pub or anything. Huskin. Like- <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was champagne. I think it was sparkling. Uh, I think she gypped out, to be honest. See, I like champagne, but I've come to terms with just, it's just the Moe or the. The, the verve. Look, we like the champ- the cheapest champagne possible, and that is Moe, and that's why we love it. Well, I didn't realise it was that. I thought it was way more. As a kid, I always thought it was like a $300 bottle. I just assumed Moe was like, you know, really expensive. But then when I first bought a bottle. It's a $60 bottle. I and I like, think, oh. you know, if we ever do live shows, we need to get Moe and Chandon on board. Because it's actually really yum. Yeah. It's actually a tasty champagne. And that's coming from a person that doesn't like wine. Yeah, I so don't like this wine. Is- 
So Yuck. look, we're gonna pop it. We are. Yeah, we're gonna open it. the moe. Me to hold. Ew, we're gonna open the moe. Okay. Now, this has just become part of us now. Yeah, it's I, a part I, of the it, Sit With Us group. It's a part of you guys being there at the Logies where yeah. we spilt and popped the Moe. And, and that Moe cost us 200 because it was in a fucking hotel. Oh, maybe that's why I'm thinking it's yeah, expensive. Yeah, that's probably why. That was an expensive bottle of Moe that didn't need to be expensive. So what? They can charge you extra because you're in a hotel. Yep. I know. Makes no freaking sense to guys, me. Guys, it's ridiculous. I get so scared about I this I get corks. so scared of this and I'm scared it's going to go everywhere and if it does, it's going on the floor. I'm, I'm more scared you. the cork's just going to knock someone out. Okay, ready? Oh. Oh. Oh, my God! Woo! That was really hectic. That was loud. loud. <laughs> I just spat everywhere. That was so loud. That was really intense. Can I smell it? Oh, it really does oh. smell so. It smells like fresh. I don't know. It things. smells fresh. It's a fresh. I don't popped. really know how champagne like is made, but because of my allergies, guys, you know that I have allergies with alcohol. Like at the Asian Glow, it's a very real thing. I find it's a real allergy. It's a real freaking allergy. Oh, oh. it's a oh. Re- it's a real. Uh, oh, it's a real thing, and I've have found over the years that for some reason champagne doesn't make me as red. But I bet you now that I've said that and I have this glass, I'll probably go purple. That's fine. It's but yeah, like some alcohols just don't make me go as red as others. Like red wine, I'm sorry, but if I'm having a red, like I can't really be in public. Really? Yeah, because it's just so uncomfortable. My face gets so hot. My blood pressure rises. I can feel Even my like heart. That's literally all you drank and maths. Red wine. Yeah. I was red as. Cheers. Cheers. Woo! Sit with us 2023, guys. 2023. Thanks for the past year and thanks for another amazing year that we're going to be diving head first, ass first, tits first, all of it in first. Fucking tits first. We're diving into 2023 tits first and you're coming along with us. You guys are a part of the fam. You're a part of the crew. And you know what I want to mention as well? We've had so many members join like new members saying hey i'm new just like yes. binge listen i love that yeah like i love that there's latecomers but they've caught up in no time and they're also entering 2023 with us i think it's so nice it is and the start of a new year you get all of these feelings being so fresh so you know looking forward to what's to come and i'm just so happy that we get to start afresh with the podcast because yeah. this year is going to be so different mm. You guys know we're going to be doing interviews, mm. but the first episode we wanted to just unpack what we've been doing for the past month. Yeah, and what our summer's been like. It's been summer. We've all been having a really nice break. I mean, I feel like I'm pretty active on socials, so I was keeping you guys pretty like in the loop of what I was doing yes. and where I was going. I didn't really go on a holiday. I took some time off. I was yeah. two weeks in New Zealand with some friends and it was what I needed. I yeah. needed to get off socials for a little bit. Like I needed to be, you know, not as, replying to as many comments. I needed the time for myself. Mm. And January is the perfect time to do that. Everything slows down. Well, you know, yeah. cafes are closed, stuff's closed, mm. people were on holidays and whatever. It just didn't feel like that for me. Fortunately, but unfortunately. Like uh, this this trip in Jarvis Bay, this is my proper holiday. Yeah, for three it's days. been so nice. But how was your Christmas, babe? Go, go back in time. Go back to 2022. <laughs> 2022. Tell us, tell us about it. I'm going to sip my Maui. My Christmas is really chill. I think I said that. Like, I don't really, you know, we aren't like massive celebrators. I feel like it's pretty low key. 
Yeah. So my dad's side, so the Asian side, which I see maybe like once or twice a year. It was really nice to see them all. Everyone just like grows up so quick because you only see them like once a year. Yeah. So like all the kids in a year grow so much. And you're like, wait, what? You're like a teenager now. Yeah. My cousin grew so much that she grew a human child inside of her. Yeah. Like she's seven months pregnant. So. Yeah. Or like um, they're so tall. Yeah. They've maybe lost their virginity or like they're dating for the first time or they're in high school now. Like so much can happen in 12 months when you're young as well. Oh my God. I know. It's like puberty and it's like your tits are growing. Oh, so much happens, man. So much happens. The Christmas side with my dad's side was really nice. And then I spent Christmas Day with my stepdad's side, which was also really nice, super low-key, ate way too much dairy and gluten and sugar. So Boxing Day, I had plans to go to Mount Martha, but I was lying on my stomach for about seven hours. Oh, yeah, I remember this. You were like, I was in something like, is wrong with me. It, I was in Shit. the excruciating. It was like the pain that I had in Bali, and my stomach was so – it was a balloon, and I was just lying flat on my stomach all day. It was so oh. shit. Like it ruined – Boxing Day because I was meant to go to Mount Martha for like three days. Yeah. And I was just like in pain for like two days. So that's just what happens when you fully just don't like monitor what you're eating. If I just indulge and I eat what I want, which there is no limit. Like I'm not meant to have dairy. I'm not meant to have all these sorts of things, but I love those foods and I think that you've got to live too. But now like especially in this year, like I'm really just picking and choosing when it's really going to be worth it. Or if I know I have a day to maybe be in pain. Yeah. Because it's a write-off. It really is. Like It was a write-off Food intolerances are hectic. Like my sister-in-law, she has pretty hectic food intolerances. So, And I break out. Like I get acne. I get massive pimples if I indulge in dairy like I have a lot of it not just chocolate but anything even cheeses like if I have a lot of that the, see the cheese thing breaks my heart I, I, I know oh. are you kidding me I love a triple cream brie like we've I, got a double cream camembert in the in the fridge and I'm like babe you've got to just have a little bit like cheese you know I mean? is like such a treat but again, I have to just really pick and choose, and I've got some shoots coming up. Like my, I have to think yeah, about that I know. now. Yeah, exactly. Because if I have a massive pimple on my face, and I'm, you guys would have seen in my socials. Like I've had this one on my chin for literally a month, and I haven't been wearing makeup. And you guys would say in my stories, like it's still there. It's just scarred now. But I just have to be careful. Like I got to pick my battles. Yeah, no, that's true. I I get that. Look, and when I get bad skin. I don't don't want to leave the house. I don't want to wear makeup. But for my job, obviously, I I kind of would like to wear makeup and not be too barefaced. And so it's just the whole thing. I've been reading the Prince Harry book. Prince Harry goes really in depth about his use of drugs, Mm. whether that be marijuana. He did ayahuasca. He took, um, did psychedelics, Mm. cocaine. Mm. He really goes a lot into how at different stages of his life, how those different drugs were not rites of passages, but I think at different times in his life he used them, right? Well, like for him especially and like yeah. the life that he's lived yes. and the experiences that none of us could even try to understand or imagine, for him it was like a way of healing or facing traumas oh, or 100%. seeing life through a different lens. Like when you read out to me today at the beach, what he was explaining when he did mushrooms, mushrooms yeah, magic mushrooms, um, which are grown in the earth. They are, I mean, I don't know if they, they're not like 
bad for you. They can be bad for you if you have a bad experience, but... I mean, anything's bad for you. If you well, eat correct. too much sugar, that's bad for you. Well, if yeah. you. Do you know what I mean? So I think anything in moderation, and this is not us like... No, no one can do anything. We're just trying to explain anything. what ma- magic mushrooms is. Yes. And Prince Harry consumed it mm-hmm. and... You know, it helped him. and It helped him come out of his post-traumatic stress. Yeah. And there's so many studies. There's even documentaries, guys, on Netflix all about it. There's so many about how they heal people. And there's a lot actually about treating depression at the moment, yeah. microdosing different kinds of drugs for it. And, I mean, doctors are pretty easy to prescribe me 150 milligrams of yeah. sertraline, like Zoloft, mm-hmm. um, which is a synthetic chemical that I ingest every night and, you know, so mm. I mean, for me, it's like I I don't look at things like that in a bad way. I'm very no, I'm very I. open to everything, and I guess the the point of this was, you know, reading that book, seeing Prince Harry's experience with it, mm. hearing so many other people's experiences with drugs mm. and how it's affected their lives, and I mean, positive and negative. Yeah, like I've, definitely. I've been surrounded by both in my life. Like me I know too. people that have died from drug overdoses. I know pe- that families that it's destroyed and I completely mm. understand that that's why we're not sitting here condoning no, it at all we're not. actually talking about it and I think we need more of this in society we mm. need to talk about drug use more because yeah. the more people are educated the more that person who might then use it is going to make an educated mm. decision There's so much shaming around it. Oh, yes. There is drug shaming. I don't understand how Prince Harry can write a book about how I took cocaine, mushies, ayahuasca, and Drake can be singing about fucking hoes, consuming cocaine, smoking weed. Yeah. But then your normal, what's that, Joe Blow? What's that? Normal normal, Joe Blow. Your normal Joe Blow might have a bit of blow, and Mm. they're literally the worst person walking the street. Yep. So I just don't really understand, and I feel like drug shaming should be stopped in a way. Like, I just think that it's not fair that just because, like, they may be a prince or a celebrity to an extreme level, like, anyone in the music industry consumes drugs. And That's I'm telling what they you, write about. And I'm telling you guys right now that everyone in Australian media, media consumes drugs. Everyone. And, like... And I'm it's sure so you guys all, all know this as well because yeah. you're, you're not silly people that listen to this podcast. You know the real world is that this stuff happens, okay? Yeah. And that is that is why I really think that we should use this platform and talk about it as we do with everything, whether yeah. that be sex, whether it be drugs, whether it be whatever, you know, yeah. dealing with relationships, yeah. family, whatever, mm. because the more that we educate mm the more people have that information to then educate themselves if they choose to do it or they don't choose to do it. Yeah. Just like with alcohol. I didn't drink alcohol for four years. Alcohol, guys, is a number one killer. It's Yes. Like alcohol is quite literally poison. poison. I have an allergic reaction because it is poison for my liver. As I say, my body goes through a complete allergic reaction because of everything that's inside of it. My body is suffering right now from a glass of Moe, but I, I do enjoy feeling a little bit buzzed. I don't drink very often anymore. Like at all. I drink literally once in a blue moon. Like I really don't get much pleasure out of getting hot and flustered and hangovers are really shit. Yeah. I think that the the side effects for you are far worse than just your average person. So I think you make that decision because you're educated and you've made that decision to be like, well, hang on, I'm not going to do this. You know, I'm I'm so red. Like I can see my face is glowing in the fucking video. And and I think that that's really smart of you because you are an educated person and you've lived, right? And I just know that 
I mean, and I speak for maybe potentially like other Asian people as well, but it's not good for us. Like if we want to be healthy and, you know, live, I guess, a long life and not have any issues along the way, like alcohol is not necessarily good for our build. No. And I mean. But also a lot of people. Like, If if we're talking about whether alcohol is worse than like marijuana. Marijuana is Alcohol is way worse. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I have friends that have severe anxiety that are prescribed medicinal marijuana and they literally don't have anxiety anymore. I know many people in so my life. So many people. My friend's parents yeah. have medicinal marijuana and it has literally healed my parents, my friend's parents, like husband and wife, in their journey in wow. their 60s. See? Like, yeah. marijuana is definitely more healing than alcohol. I don't think yeah. I've really heard well, not only negatives. Not only is it more healing, I mean, it's not fucking poison. Mm. That's the thing. Like, I understand it gets a bad rap. I understand there are people that manipulate others and it's all about money at the end of the day. Everything's about fucking money, guys. You know, if it grew on trees, which, you know, marijuana does grow on trees, but if money grew on trees, maybe the world wouldn't be as fucked as it is because we do everything to strive for money because we want to give ourselves a better life and la 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 whatever. La, la, la. We all need fucking money, okay? Yeah. At the end of the day. Mm. But and I understand that's what gives drugs a bad rap is yeah. it all comes down to money. Okay? And it's also what gives religion a bad rap because yeah. it all comes down to money. It's, There's also people who do use and abuse and Of course, and it and it does deteriorate relationships. It, deteriorate. it does. There's a lot of families. negatives. There is a lot of negatives. So many negatives. And I think as an individual, you can make that choice on your own as an adult if you want to try or experiment. But I guess like you just have to make sure that you're going to be okay. And I guess that's also a risk that you take. You're taking a risk every day. I take a risk every day walking across the street. Yeah. You take a risk every day getting in a car yeah. that is a moving piece of metal. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Everything we do, guys, There's is a risks. risk every day. We, every we risked day. today going in the ocean swimming. There could be sharks. I like, was like, is there sharks around here? Like, we could have easily been bitten or eaten by sharks. But if we don't live our lives because we fear things with the risks, I mean, that's not living. Look, that is my perspective, mm. and I understand people might have a different perspective on life, but it really just blows my mind because Prince Harry can write a book and say all of these things and go on and on about how he's tried numerous tri- types of drugs and yeah. he used alcohol to, uh, like, buffer his depression and post-traumatic stress and all of these things, which is incredible because someone with such a voice and a platform to speak Mm. about these things can and people are listening. Yeah. And, you know, we have like a minuscule platform compared to what Prince Harry does. (laughs) But talking about it, I really do feel, you know, we can break the stigma of of drugs and it stopped being so closed off because I've thinking of like my life and my upbringing, I had a really – open relationship with my parents and we would talk about sex, we talk about drugs, mm. we talk about everything. Mm. Like I'm very open with my parents. They know everything that that I've experimented with in mm. my life and and whatever and vice versa. Mm. Like my dad would sit me down and talk to me about how they smoked weed when they were in high school. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they just grew it down the creek. Yeah. And I think having a relationship like that with my parents yeah. made me into the person that I am today being – open and mm-hmm. willing to have these conversations with my friends, yeah. with people, whoever. Like I'm really open with that stuff and I think mm. it's great to be because at the end of the day, everyone that's writing these articles condemning people or whatever, at some stage in their lives they've tried substances that aren't legal or yeah. whatever we want to call it, okay? Yeah. Mm. So 
we just need to calm down and remember that. Like yeah. it's your own personal risk and I know that there's so many other factors that come into it and everything, but I think the more that we have this conversation and the more that we talk about it yeah. and be open and honest is only a good thing. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, growing up for me, I was surrounded by drugs everywhere I turned. Like my Being in Melbourne, fucking oath. Well, like my second love was a drug addict and, you know, I learned a lot from that experience and I think that that relationship's really shaped who I am. Yeah. You know, I loved him unconditionally. I stuck around to take him to rehab and to better him. Like And in and in real in situations where the the he had done too much drugs and you had to yeah, be there to there fucking help him. Definitely you know what I mean? a lot of times where I was seeing things from a very young age that probably some people never see in their whole in their whole lives. Life. Yeah, and you know it. It. I mean, I I learned really quick from a very young age the negatives of consuming really bad drugs, um, and how much it can really change the glisten in your eye. Synthetic drugs. Yeah, synthetic. Yeah, and I mean. Drugs do scare me when I hear about certain people consuming some kind of drugs. Like I know that they're really bad and it's usually not very a happy ending. But conversations, we've always spoken about it from a really young age because we were exposed to it from a really young age. And, yeah, I think that's what I'd like to do with my future children. For me, it's just like a normal conversation. If someone wants to talk about an experience that they've seen, had, being a part of I'm like it doesn't really bother me I don't think twice about it and yeah again it's just what I was surrounded or grown up with from a really young age because there would have been so many people like that beyond the valley festival that oh, had yeah. illegal substances like and look I, I was and the cops know it everyone knows it there and was so many times where I was getting sit with us listeners or like people coming up to me who were very young and you know, guys, I've lived. I'm now. I've yeah. fucking lived around for a very, very long time, and I've seen it all. And I know. And the first thing I said was, "Are you guys okay? Yeah. Do you have some? Like, are you going to be all good? Because I can tell when someone's lit. Like, I know. And they're young. And I don't know what they've had, but I just know that they're lit. And that was literally every time I was like, "Okay, bye. Are you all good? Yeah. Where's your mate? Like, you can stay with me." Some of them ended up staying with me for a couple of hours because I was like, "Maybe just hang here. Yeah, great, amazing. Like, just chill, dance it off a bit because yeah. you're very lit. And yeah, and yeah. But see what a difference it would make if there was education in schools about. Yeah. This more. Like, it's so normal. I went to a girls' Melbourne. Catholic school and I'm like, what the fuck? It's, I didn't know yeah, nothing about it's anything. Crazy. I mean, we don't get educated about it at school, but like, I went to a high school where people would smoke cigarettes and, you know, people were smoking weed as well and on lunch breaks. Like, it was just yeah. a very normal thing at the, Durries, the school weed, I went to. People had pingers. Like, I've, I've known the yeah. word pingers since I was probably near six. Yeah. Okay. It's like, very... I'd seen them. I've, you know, they're whatever. Lucky I had that relationship with my parents where I could ask them and they would educate me, right, because I was a fucking kid. But imagine in schools if you had that talk because I think the thing is that the second drugs come up, it's like demonised. It's like bad, 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 Yeah. okay? Instead of we need to flick it like how we did with sex because sex used to just be it's bad, don't do it, you're going to fucking die, you're going to, you know, like just in Mean Girls. But we need to do that with drugs, okay? The possibility that you're going to try this drug is is pretty high, okay? So here's the facts. You make up your decision. 
Yeah. Because at the end of the day, and people don't ever are going to do it. Don't ever get peer pressured into doing something either. No. Don't oh, ever. that's big time. Just because your mates are doing it and everyone's like, it's fun, it feels good, don't do it just because someone's saying that. No. Don't ever, ever do that. Well, do that it was, because you want to do it. That was like me with alcohol when I was 18, 19. Like from 19 to about 24, 25, mm. I didn't really drink. Mm. And so I'd go out with my girlfriends and everyone would be like, have a shot, Dominica, have a shot. And I'd be like, no, alcohol is a drug. Mm. I said no. I was being pressured by my friends who I love, but I understand. They just wanted me to be lit with them, and I get it, right? Definitely. And But I just wasn't in the headspace to drink at that time. I was going through my own things. Alcohol for me back then caused me a lot of anxiety, Mm. whereas now I feel like it actually – it's not. It it is part. I think because now I'm a lot older and I understand mm. alcohol a bit more. Yeah. I don't abuse it in a way that's going to make me anxious. I or enjoy it. Yeah, because alcohol can yes. be is a depressant. Of course, so it can make people feel yes. like tenfolds worse. Yeah, you think you're doing it because it relaxes you and but and sometimes whatever. it can do the opposite. But for mm. me, I'm enjoying it in a different sense mm. now, and it's become part of a routine of like enjoyment and with friends and mm. you know uh, a social thing, but. Back then it was like you drink to get Drunk, lit, yeah. you drink to get fucked up or yeah. you don't remember shit where stuff can happen and it's, Oh, yeah. I mean, know. for me in my teens, it was just drugs. Everybody was like peer pressuring me to do drugs and I'm talking like drugs that very horrible hard drugs that I would never touch in my whole life and I never did. That was It was never even alcohol for us in Melbourne. Wow, there you go. Yeah, it wasn't actually. Welcome how, to Melbourne, everyone. It really wasn't the peer pressure of drinking. The drug state. It was like the peer pressure of drugs. And I knew that I never wanted to touch certain drugs. And, you know, the love of my life at the time, that's what he was doing. And, you know, I definitely got peer pressured by him and thought he'd love me more if I did. But wow. I never did because. Do you do you feel, babe, like that was, because I know Ella's talked to me a lot mm-hmm. about this. Like we've spent hours talking about her upbringing and and all of this kind of stuff. Yeah. Do you think, though, if you had dabbled in that drug, do Mm. you think that you would be in a different place right now? Probably not. You don't think you would have let it affect you as as how? No, just because of my, like, history around family and other experiences, not just with him, but other really good friends of mine that got stuck and disappeared for a couple of years and came back in my life. So yeah. I don't think it was ever in my genetics to really be in that sort of life because I just think like from being in the womb, I just know that it wasn't the right path for me. Yeah. But for a lot of people, there is, there's actually ads. I remember this. Fuck. I actually remember there is ads on YouTube or something if you YouTube it. And I remember there was a meth ad. Meth yeah. ad. Yeah. And it was like, you try it once you may never go back. So for some people who do have those incredibly addictive personalities or who have got trauma Mm. or demons, in other words, and things that they're trying to escape, they want to escape reality so they get high, if they have anything that they have not dealt with and they try it once, they may never get their life back. It can take one time for some people to never get their life. And that's scary. Ever. when Again. And those kind of ads, I remember, like, they were big back in the 80s with, like, AIDS and all of yeah. that kind of shit. Yeah, that kind of stuff. And yeah. I don't remember where I saw that ad, but people used to show Like, I've read, um, I've seen the movie Candy and also read oh, the yeah. book Candy. And that... Well, oh, that, that movie 13? Yeah, like, that really changed me as that, well. Yeah. I, I feel like that's a movie that they should show in schools. 